Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Parkscope Unprofessional Podcast Hour. My name is Joe. Joining me in this very special episode of All the News Happened is Mike. Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. How are you, Joe? I'm hanging in there. How's the baby doing? He's great. He's getting huge. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, he's eight weeks today. Eight weeks. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. Also joining us, very special guest. You know her from the Twitters. You know her from Sci-Fi and her various uh, freelance writings on amusement parks and theme parks. We have Carly Wiesel. Carly, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you guys? How's that little baby I just learned about? <laughs> He's great. <laughs> He's awesome, really. Like uh, I highly recommend. Ooh, uh, it said as somebody who didn't have to birth it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 kind of she's got a point, Mike. Yeah. Saying, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of yeah, I, I love sushi too much to deal with that right now. So you can have lobster rolls; it's fine. You can, yeah, as long as it's cooked. Interesting. Okay, this is good to know. Yeah, yeah. So like, my wife had uh, sushi for her birthday, so it was fine. Wow, you gotta like they didn't, lobster should be marketing that. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, the loud noise is Lane. Good evening, everyone. <laughs> How is Lane doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. Uh, Atlanta, Georgia is a very free place. Um, it's cool. Uh, I made sure to log on because I want to say hi to Carly. Hi, Carly. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Thanks for joining Parks Club tonight. I appreciate it. Of course. It. Thank you for having me. Nice. Uh, we're just talking about Mike's baby. Uh, I have a beautiful and sushi. and sushi. I have a beautiful sunset in front of me, which is nice for the first time in a long time. Um, yeah. So let's get right into this. Uh, yeah. All the news happened. All the news happened uh, the past uh, like week. Uh, let's start off with the um, kind of the probably the biggest news so far is that uh, Josh Tomorrow. Uh, the Walt Disney World president, former Walt Disney World president, is now the chairman of Parks Experiences and Products. Um, he takes over the old position of Bob Chapek had before he re- uh, basically uh, rose to claim the throne of CEO of the Walt Disney Company. <laughs> um, yeah, this is, I wouldn't say this is a unexpected announcement, um, but it all just kind of happened all at once. It was part of a news dump the other day. I think it was Monday even. God, I forget. Um, you know, time has no more meaning. So, Carly, have you met Josh? I have met Josh. I okay. have always been um, weird. Like, the position that I'm in as a reporter, I'm not really, like, a, a fan of executives. Like, they play on a hot baseball team. But <laughs> in terms of Josh, like, I have just seen him as, a you know, a regular civilian at Disneyland I've seen him picking up trash when no one was watching and throwing it out. And from that minute, I was like, you are my favorite. <laughs> like, I'm not supposed to have a favorite. You are my favorite. Like, you're putting in the work even when nobody sees it. And since then, he has truly had an atmospheric rise to almost the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's been kind of crazy. So he started out at, he was, uh, I think he came into the parks and resorts through Disneyland, right? I um I've only known of him since he was president of Disneyland Resort. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't I, I forget exactly cuz like they ran uh how you progress through the Walt Disney Company once you hit a certain, you know, level of executive is basically you just ping pong every 2 to 3 years it feels like. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it hasn't it's been less than 1 year. He yeah. they announced that he was moving to be the president of Walt Disney World Resort, which it just goes to show how much of a fan base he has. Like, we're talking about an executive, and I'm using the phrase fan base. Like, people were legitimately sad that he would no longer be at Disneyland Resort. Fans were posting photos being like, no, they're taking Josh from us. (laughs) And that was announced in September, and the position began in November. And according to my calendar, even though it feels like it's 2027, it is May, which means that he started in November and by May was bumped up to the next job. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's impressive. Um, yeah. And the guy who's replacing him on at WDW, I don't have the name in front of me right now. Um, he started off in the Disney signature or signature programs or experiences or something like that. 
Um, yes, I um, I was mostly engrossed in the Josh news, but I uh-huh. believe that he was. I believe he was in charge of um, Disney Signature Experiences. Yeah, was it mm-hmm. that guy moved to Disneyland? And then uh, Thomas Masloon, I believe his last name is, he was just running um, resort transportation and operations, and he just moved to that position. Okay. So it was a full, it was a, there's even more people who got other jobs. Like, it was just a full, uh, in my column, I called it reverse Plinko, because it was just, like, <laughs> everybody moved up. Like a, a game of musical chairs, where just everyone yeah, shifted just like, one over. Like, boop, 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 like, mass promotions. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I don't know if there's much news to this necessarily, just because of, you know, the positions, you know, like, even if you're there for a while, you take a while to, you know, leave a stamp on projects or plans or those kinds of things. Um, but I think it, it could be positive. Um, what I've heard is, like, you like him. I've heard cast members really enjoy him. Um, and even um, there's, like, short seven months at... The resort, he uh, was, like, doing more for, I believe, cast members. Like, he was doing, um, what was it? Uh, he was Im- helping to improve the the cast member break rooms and stuff like that. Is that something? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think what is really most telling about Josh Tomorrow is that we know who he is in a way where we've seen him and we've interacted mm-hmm. with him. And that's at the guest level. That's um, me as someone who works in media. At our level, casts. Like, everyone is interacted with him and that just means that he's been on the ground he knows how these parks operate he knows what the pain points are he knows what people want because people feel like they can approach him and talk to him so the fact that he has been tapped in to the audiences and the staff of these parks for so long and now is running every park worldwide like it's just it bodes really really well for disney fans i think yeah and on top of that everybody likes him everybody likes him and they like him because he 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 gets it. He gets it and he cares. And he, I mean, the thing that sticks out most to me is that he was there for opening day of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And there are photos and videos of him at Disneyland just smiling and out there with the crowds and just excited to be a part of it. And seeing that out of someone who is now a very top level executive, that was a few months ago. It's not like it's a different person. It's the same guy. So it's someone who really, really, really gets it from both a business and a consumer level. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, 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 is there anything else? Mike, do you have any opinion on, on Josh or like? Uh, not really, but no, you like to see yeah. uh, good things happen to nice people. Yeah, I think that's yeah. good. Uh, and it's like I listened to the uh, recent interviews with Dan Cockrell when he was making the rounds, and like he seems like, you know, he was the kind of guy who walked the walk and talked the talk and got out there and understood what Disney is and what Disney does. Um, whereas, like, if you heard, I don't think I could hear Bob Shapek talk about things like, he talked about um you know small stores yeah kind of the situation where we've already seen him in the parks more than we ever saw chapik in the parks yeah yeah and like yeah. he's picking up trash like carly said and i think he understands more about the disney difference than perhaps the other suits do well i will add that you know josh josh has been running the parks themselves chapik has more of a uh, corporate business that's, consumer that's product point. background mm-hmm. So if he was picking up trash, it would be very strange. <laughs> but um, but I do love that someone who is, because those divisions are now combined, it's someone from the parks end that's going to be running consumer products yeah. instead of vice versa. And I'm really interested to see what happens because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... Uh, could we see more unique merchandise? Could we see more park stuff? Like, who knows? Like, maybe... So, you know, someone who, when you, when you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail sort of situation where, you know, if, if you come from the parks, you're like, well, why don't we have more park stuff everywhere? You know, could we see, like, parks merch in the, the, the Target stores? You know, like that, yeah, that kind of say, stuff. Figment's coming to Target. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that kind of stuff. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah, that, that's our Josh, our, our Josh update. Our... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was trying to make a joke with that, but that didn't work. Anyways. The joke would be, and he didn't even have to change his name to Bob. <laughs> hey. Yeah, can you believe it? <laughs> really cut through the noise with that name. <laughs> yeah. So, also today, uh, we have big news that Disney Springs is reopening. It has reopened. <laughs> it is opening from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. daily with a select uh, amount of restaurants and shopping venues open pretty much. Initially, all the third party is open. Uh, I believe by Saturday, Friday or Saturday, we're going to have 
uh, more come online. I want to say Morimoto's on Friday. And then on the 27th, a lot more of the Disney locations are going to open, like uh, Deluxe Burger, World of Disney, the Poutine Place, etc., etc. Um, what's interesting I've seen is that, according to management, uh, masks are mandatory. This is a, a new thing. I don't know if you saw this, Carly, but they say that masks are mandatory, and if you cannot wear a mask due to medical reasons, you will not be admitted, which I don't know how that's going to work out in the long run. Um Mainly because, reportedly, you know, for like an ADA compliance, you need to make a, um, a, a a reasonable accommodation. And it sounds like just saying you can't attend doesn't sound like a reasonable accommodation to me. But, you know, I'm not the lawyer, so I can't, I won't say much else about that. Um, but yeah, uh, Carly, how, how, what, what are your thoughts on Disney Springs reopening and what you've seen so far? Um, I have been watching some of the coverage today. I'm a little behind because I was on a deadline. But from what I've seen so far, I am uh, I'm very pleased with it. I think that they did a really good job in a lot of respects. I think that the infrastructure seems really great, only using the two garages. Um, for now, you know, having pedestrian access through that hotel bridge and kind of they've been cutting off. If they reach a peak amount of people, they're going to cut it off based on if the parking lots are full there's kind of problems that could arise, you know, if people are staying at that hotel and walking over, but obviously that's not happening because the resort is closed right now. But mm -hmm. I think in general, um, for the first day of reopening something on property in the middle of a pandemic, it looks very clean and very organized and very orderly. Mm -hmm. um, what I was uh, fascinated by is that they actually did like a media preview yesterday of like walking everyone through like how this is going to run and um, you know, Orlando Sentinel and, and uh, a few television channels and some YouTube uh, channels were there. And they just kind of walked through it like, hey, here's how we're going to do the scans. Here's how we're going to do this. And um, they also announced the uh, like, what, what was it? Like, it's like a cast member like program or something with like the yellow shirts. It's like a. Like yes, a... it's a, it's dedicated cast that is focusing on. Um, I believe they're called children's activities is like one of is their title. But they're focused on um, enforcing social distancing and just being there as a friendly face and a cast member to answer any questions and just be on the ground. Yes. Um, according to Disney, uh, Disney, the resort children's activities cast will bring the magic of engaging guests in fun and caring ways to provide a helpful hand in select areas. They have a keen understanding of our enhanced health and safety procedures and will throw in some pixie dust for good measure. Mm. Um so they're they're wearing a snazzy yellow and black uh, looks like like uh, fitness t-shirts in a way or uh, fitness polos, um, and they're all wearing masks, which is good. Are these <laughs> the people that work at the resort pools that get children mm -hmm. to do activities? Yes. Oh, so it's the same thing. They're just basically deploying them in Disney Springs. Yeah, I feel like they're just hybrid, like improv actors slash we know how to entertain kids in line. Slash, we're helpful, kind people. Okay. So how? That's what it sounds like. How, how much are they going to be like literally out of water because they're not going to be at the pools doing this? <laughs> I was like, going to say, what are they going to do without hula hoops? A lot of a lot of chalk uh, hopscotch going on. Yeah. I love it. I think because one of the things that concerned me was, which I know a lot of moms have been discussing, is that a lot of people are pro mask they they think that people should be wearing masks but they also recognize how difficult it is to have a young child keep it on because like we're adults we know the reasons why you have to wear it it's much harder to explain to a five-year-old why you cannot take this mask off your face all of a sudden and i think that having someone who is used to speaking to children on the ground now even when it's just springs open specializing in that is going to be really helpful in the long run mm-hmm because I can only imagine if I was a if I was a kid, I'm ripping that thing off. Yeah, it's like why? Okay, I'm done with this, or I don't need it anymore, or something like that. Uh, oh, sorry, my train's here. Okay, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. It's I like it. We have some birds. We have some trains. It's really nice. It's. Uh, I know. I feel like I'm on Main Street. <laughs> yeah, I had I had a ambulance go by, so it's just we're getting all this a nice acoustic scapes going on. Yeah, it's atmospheric. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Disney Springs now open. 
Um, I think one of the more... I, so there's two interesting parts um, for this that are standing out. One is that they partnered with Advent Health to run their temperature screenings, which is really bizarre because um, when we get to it, Universal is just having security cast members do it. Um, but Disney's getting Advent Health to do it, uh, which brings the interesting question of, well, this doesn't seem like something that they can necessarily deploy to all the parks also. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to need how many at Disney Springs plus all the parks plus any other locations they want to start opening. It seems like something that's not sustainable. Does that make sense? But I feel a lot of these decisions are May and June Disney Springs decisions. Okay. Like, yes, they might be pilot programs or what the parks are going to look like hypothetically in July or August. But I think also that they decided they were going to open a week or two ago and Disney had some out-of-work hospital workers that they could employ to come do this and Universal had security guys that could do it. I feel like it's still so early in opening stuff up that they don't have plans for a bunch, a bunch of people. Like, this is just for Springs. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I'm um, I'm hesitant to extrapolate too much from day one, just because this is, you know, they only have four temperature checks open resort-wide right now, because that's all there is. I think that a lot of things will be shifting in the coming weeks, months, years, TBD how long. But it is interesting because the Advent Health thing, I found out about this afternoon I didn't see anything having to do with that when media was there yesterday. So I'm kind of surprised it wasn't announced during that preview. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So another thing that I noticed is that, the, I don't know if you picked up on this, Carly, or anyone else, but the markings on the ground aren't consistent. So what I mean by that is they have markings that say, stand here. You know what I'm saying? And then they also have markings that say, do not stand here. So it's like, oh boy, weird, it's this weird. <laughs> I did not know that. So it's this weird alternating thing where you have this giant mat and it says, do not stand here. Or these little cir- or circles that's, that have like a footprints on them and then a cross through it, basically. And then you also have things like circles that say, stand here, please, you know, that are spaced out. So it's not very consistent. And I think that's also going to be one of those things that they're going to change. Um, uh, as they kind of move through this and realize, oh, this doesn't work very well. Because, um, it, like, it's just a human factors problem. Like, you're confusing guests. You're changing verbiage on and You're changing, you know, their behaviors. And also, you know, simple pattern recognition. You know, like, um, if, you, if, if you have, like, one symbol that means stand here, people are going to do it way more than if you keep changing it up. Um. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. And also, I mean, something that I've been keeping in mind is that we are not yet at a point where there will be international guests just based on the way COVID-19 is working. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious what's going to happen um, and how they'll adjust the signage and things when it's not predominantly English that's being advertised. Yeah, I mean, I would also argue that it's still predominantly not English in Florida and, well, definitely California at least. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that uh, bilingual um, deployment happens with Spanish too. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mike. Do you have any thoughts? Because you've been kind of quiet on with Disney Springs. Um. No. No thoughts. <laughs> it's it's happening. <laughs> yeah, you know. I, you know how I feel about Disney Springs. So. Uh, yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> I, I just don't ever foresee a scenario where I'll ever go back to Disney Springs. I mean, that could change, what? but there's well, nothing there for me. Wait, what, what are you... What? <laughs> Mike likes eating all day in the parks. Mike also well, never eats. This is another that's, thing. That's, that's not true anymore. Um, <laughs> well, but, but, also, just, but also, you're, you're the, a huge adventure, Adventurers Club fan. The, uh, but the older I get, the less time there seems to be. And I just don't foresee, well, I have, have free time in Orlando to go waste at Disney Springs. <gasps> you know? uh, 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 <laughs> what? You yeah. killed um, you killed Carly. Thanks, oh Mike. Uh, I think we just uh, broke her. She's she's I'm there. A big, 
I'm a big Disney Springs fan, and I say that as someone who has an annual pass that lets me go to the park anytime. So uh-huh. it's not even like, oh, I have a three-day ticket and I'm there for four days, I'll go do something. I opt to go to Disney Springs as a break from the park and then go hmm. back. Well, all right. There's just not enough time between Disney and Universal, and I just, I don't know. For me, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, well, I, I think one of the, the things that, Springs has it's a little more difficult as you actually have to travel to go to Springs. Yeah. Whereas opposed to like City Walk is just it you're literally the best and worst is that you're literally trapped and you have to walk through it. <laughs> oh no, am I on a podcast that stands City Walk over yes. Disney Springs? Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, no, no. yeah you well, are. No, 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 we're not, not even close. No, 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 I'm I'm not trying to defend Spring I'm not trying to defend City Walk. I'm trying to say Holy from well, no, oh, what I'm trying to say is from come the, on. from the angle of <laughs> Well, oh, hold on. I'm trying to hold this ship together. <laughs> but, oh, no. It's not even close, man. <laughs> but what? what I'm there tr- is nothing for me in City Walk. <laughs> nothing? Do you not like donuts? You don't like sushi? I know you like I, sushi. Yeah, oh. that's why I would go to Morimoto Asia. <laughs> I love Disney Springs. I find it to be, I go to the parks often with my mom and sometimes with my both my parents. And it's a really, really great place to have dinner with them. Because so during the day, you know, the, like the parks can be a little overwhelming for a full day for someone who's a bit older. And to breaking it up so, like, my mom can go shopping and my dad can, like, sit on a bench because he's a dad. Uh, and then we can all, like, round up and go to dinner together. I just love Disney. I think I love Disney Spring. I love it. No, that's fine. There's value in an outdoor shopping mall. They're great. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, I mean, as a woman who is in Disney World often, <laughs> before Disney Springs was Disney Springs, if you forgot something, you couldn't get it. Like, I've had to buy a new outfit while I was there because, truthfully, I sweat through everything and it was hotter than I thought. And before Disney Springs, you would have had to, like, shop at World of Disney for adult human clothing. And now it's like, oh, I went to anthropology and bought something. I've forgotten a half of my makeup bag when I had to be on camera for work and I was able to go to Sephora. Like, it's very, very resourceful in that sense also. And I love it. Yeah, no, <laughs> these are all very valid points. Hmm. I like oh, Disney I Springs. I, I like Disney Springs. It's really good. Um, I just think for Mike, I'm trying to like, picture why mike has a bigger problem with it and i think it's that mike sees you know i have to get on a bus or the car and i have to drive and do it as opposed to city walk where you're just like literally walking through it the best you it's know. like a five-hour excursion at best as someone who yeah. tried who tried to get to Oof. disney springs from the magic kingdom it feels Oof. like it's almost impossible <laughs> so i'm like a new york yeah <laughs> Yeah, it just kind of feels like you're kind of going everywhere, but no, I, anyways, Disney Springs, now open. Also open, City Walk. Uh, the lesser. The le- <laughs> yes, but people are still going. <laughs> yes, they are. Uh, I like City Walk, I do. Um, I I just feel a little bit like I travel through a wormhole to 1998 whenever I'm there. That's like my main critique of it, but oh, yeah. I'm thrilled it's open. Well, at least it's called City Walk and not E Zone, which is the original title for that location. Oh. Which is really <laughs> so that would be cool too. That's really nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, so City Walk opened last week on May fourteenth. Fourteenth? Yeah. Yes. I don't know. Days of, we've lost track of everything. On May fourteenth, mm-hmm. uh, several restaurants opened. Most of them didn't. Uh, way, way, way fewer opened. Um, and then, but most importantly. Voodoo, voodoo Donuts open. Yeah, Voodoo Donuts open. And uh, you can mobile order now Voodoo Donuts. You don't have to wait in line. Yes. So that's definitely an A-plus in making Derek Bergen very, very happy. So um, I was wondering if they would have a special donut, but then I thought maybe that'd be in poor taste. But then Disney Starbucks had a special drink for COVID. So Yeah. And it did not look good. Carly, can I get your opinion on this? Oh, I thought it. See, okay. So for someone like me who is used to like half my diet being theme park food, I haven't had any in two and a half months. So to see a neon <laughs> drink to me is just like imagining an oasis while in the desert. I was all in. There were so many different flavors listed. I was like, it was I don't care. I don't care. It, it, it was like the exact, the ex- everything that I've missed in one cup. Would it probably <laughs> knock me out for the day? Of course. But it still looked very appetizing. 
just lay you're gonna be laying down in your mask and just like totally in a sugar coma in the middle of Disney <laughs> Springs. Just St- in a pile, yes. Stitch spitting on you. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, so so CityWalk, the uh they opened up actually um Toothsome afterwards. Uh they opened up where else? I think just Toothsome. Um oh I'm sorry, and and Cinnabon, so you can get your uh, sugar high there too. Um, also, I believe they're going to be opening up a few other locations soon. Um, I've been hearing that they're working on that, but that's really coming down to more of a... Uh, it's hard to ramp up uh, getting supplies during a pandemic, especially food supplies. So, I thought maybe Starbucks wasn't opening at, at um, City Walk because of you know corporate reasons, but they're opening at Springs, so... Huh. I, I wonder if the reason that is is because um, Springs is open at 10 a.m. while City Walk's opening mm. at 4 so I'm wondering if they're going, well, either – so, like, two angles. One, they could be going, well, it's not worth it to only be open six hours. The second being, well, we get most of our sales from the morning crowd or, you know, an early afternoon crowd. What's the point mm-hmm. of opening at four? But on the other hand, I've – the amount of times I've left CityWalk and seen a line out the door at, like, yeah. right, right – like, after Halloween Horror Nights at, like, one in the morning – it's still quite large, so I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, also, probably my favorite. Uh, probably, I, I want to know about my favorite, but one of the good things I think we can all report is that uh, Universal started placing social distancing markers outside the entrance to Islands of Adventure, which got yes. people <laughs> really hyped because uh, you know that means they're making progress on the parks. Question mark. Mm, one, shrug, step, shrug. one step closer. One step closer, which is which is nice, you know. Um, Universal's the one reporting to city councils about opening. Yeah, tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah. Great, great job, y'all. Uh, that was also a wild. Oh yeah, news thanks month. a lot, guys. By the way, my sister had to tell me. I didn't hear it from you guys, which is very, <laughs> very upsetting. Well, it, it, it happened really quick, Mike. <laughs> Sorry. Uh huh. Um, no, the original story was like Disney was good. Disney, SeaWorld, and Universal were going to report to the council tomorrow. And then Disney had to jump on like during CNBC or something and say, no, they're not, which is wild. It was like, what's going on? And it just all happened like within five minutes or something real crazy. Um, yeah, it's just really bizarre and, and wild. God uh, forbid the stock price jump up for a few minutes. <laughs> like, gotta get on CNBC and make everybody sad again. Yeah. Um, so CityWalk reopen, Disney Springs reopen. Uh, Universal is going to be – our next bit of news is that Universal is presenting plans tomorrow on reopening. Um, obviously, we, we have no idea what those are, so we can't speculate, but that that's going to happen. So, well, when you're yes. listening to this podcast, the news should be out relatively soon. Also, um, Orlando Mayor Buddy Dwyer. Uh, was at <laughs> was at uh, Islands of Adventure today, uh, previewing some of the changes. So that's that's a good sign. I, I Do you think say. he wrote Hagrid? Um, Do you think he did the Hagrid spiel? <laughs> That'd be pretty great. Oh uh, man, I I I I have no idea. I'm not going to say anything. I just I I hope so. In my heart, I hope they were like trying to sweeten him up by like getting him like on Haggard. He's like, Hey, you don't have to wait two hours. It's like, just to prove us. But you know, whatever. Uh, also interesting. SeaWorld is, uh, I believe, I forget who this is. Um, but SeaWorld, uh, I want to say their CEO is reporting that they're looking to open by late June, which is fascinating. I, today has been insane i like i just i can't even keep up with all of the many many chess moves that are happening in terms of when people are going to possibly present a perhaps opening date it's just so like we started the day being like all right like all three are gonna talk and then everything has kind of just ping-ponged from there yeah um i'm trying to i want to pull up the exact quote or uh yeah so mark swanson um, CEO of SeaWorld stated that the company gets approval soon and data keeps mo- data keeps moving in the right direction, quote-unquote. Some of the parks might reopen by the end of June. He also added that it'll take a couple weeks to call back team members. So, Joe. Like, yeah. 
Yes. Do you think he will still be CEO when SeaWorld opens? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I think so, but I'm... I, you know what? It's very much a drummer from Spinal Tap situation uh, <laughs> where it's possible that they'll just swap him out with someone and we will never know. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it would be like someone totally different and they were like interim CEO. Okay, yeah, that's that makes sense. <laughs> Um, they they just get like they get like get the dipping dots guy and throw a suit on like him or something like that. Random name generator, <laughs> or it's gonna be like Bart Simpson, you know, like the <laughs> prank phone calls. It's like <laughs> it's like I'm Wiener, uh, interim CEO of SeaWorld or uh, SeaWorld states. Yeah, so SeaWorld's uh, hopefully <laughs> gonna do something soon because it's it's. Do, do they do they have a new wild. ride out this year? Uh, yes, Icebreaker. They built a coaster, right? Yeah, Icebreaker. It's a uh, premier launched uh, shuttle coaster. Cool. Good for them. Yeah, and, <laughs> and and nobody really knows about it or is talking about it anymore. And yet Iron Gwazi was supposed to open too, and that was another thing that we just stopped talking about. I do think I would probably go to SeaWorld before Disney Springs. <laughs> oh. God. What's You're the parking situation? <laughs> You're killing me. SeaWorld's nice. I like SeaWorld. SeaWorld's a very nice SeaWorld doesn't have a Zara. It doesn't have a Zara. She's right. But SeaWorld does have happy hour pricing at their bars, which is nice. This is, yeah, this is true. This is true. This is true. Yeah. And free beer, question mark? Uh, Maybe. I think if you have for, money. <laughs> if you, I think that's for <laughs> annual pass holders. <laughs> oh, okay, what's well, like five bucks? Yeah. I mean, it's still, it's still a pretty good value. I mean, Disney Springs doesn't have a bar. Well, so Disney Springs has a bar where they have fish behind the bar, but SeaWorld has a bar where the fish are in the bar. Mm. Mm. It's, it's very lot, – lots to think about there. But mm. let's move on, shall we? Uh, we have a little bits and pieces to talk about. Uh Let's talk about Gatorland, I think, which is something... So, Mike, would you go to Gatorland before Disney Springs? Oh, no! <laughs> so, yes, you would. Yeah, probably. If I, if I ever drive to Orlando again, it's possible, right? Like, But if I'm flying into Orlando, like, I don't see the scenario where I'd ever end up in Disney Springs. Mm-hmm. Oh, what about... Okay, 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 okay. I gotta play this out. So okay. you are flying into Orlando. You have yeah. park tickets. But if you fly in and you get there at like 3 p.m., you're not going to waste a full day admission on the park. I'll go to Universal. Where it's free. Or where he has a pass. Curly, yeah, go right ahead and get a donut real quick. We're Southern American males. Our wives do a lot of these things you're listing out for us. So we don't but have like, to get makeup and dress. But like the, I go to Disney <laughs> Springs for the food. There's food at the hotels. Yeah, I like the hotels a lot. Like, Lane and I will go to California Grill and have a great time. Yeah. We'll get some yeah, small plates. Some, sometimes you just want something different. Oh, no, I like it. I like it. We're, and we also go once a year, Carly. Maybe once every other year. Have you and guys I, ever been to Wine Bar George? No. No, but I've heard nothing but great things. It is fantastic. It opened uh, today. I saw George tweeting I, about it. I know, because George, George was, like, out there in a mask, greeting people and being his very warm and friendly self. It is, uh, at this point... Basically, my favorite restaurant at Disney World, love and it. I wow. I love that you can go and you don't need admission, so you're not burning through money while you're there. Just on the fact that you're in a space and paying to eat on top of it, like you can just go and you don't have a ticket, and you're just chilling. Oh, now, right. I that, like that's, this. That's our, that's that's our MO. burn. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> no, we're all about not spending money. It's great. Yeah, for big fans. Yeah. So, aren't yeah. you guys? Aren't you wine people? Uh, yeah, yes. there's wine at California Grill, right? Okay, but George has a system that they do not, where you can have very small pours of very, 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 uh, okay. very expensive wines. Would, wine. would talk me into going there. Yeah, I will convince you. Uh, uh. Joe, what about Gatorland? Gatorland. <laughs> Are they Gatorland giving away an F? Ga- <laughs> no, Gatorland does not have small pours of wine, but they do have the social distancing skunk ape. They do have Natty Light. <laughs> Did you say Natty Light? Mask? Yeah, they have tall boys of Natty. Uh, yeah, oh so God. the socially distancing skunk ape is a guy in a skunk ape outfit. Obviously. With, with a t-shirt that says social distancing skunk ape that you can buy for $20 from the Gatorland website. 
and he's going he's there uh to show people how to social distance and clean um reportedly he's a germaphobe also so he okay i understand remember so yes yes you would understand mike um so he helps guests remember to wash and sanitize their hands regularly so it's this guy in in a suit and he has like a like a cleaning can and like a towel and it's kind of insane I want to say. Um, is this a costumed mascot? Yes, Lane, I will send you the link in this chat. Because so all see I it. see is this shirt, and does the costume mascot wear his own shirt? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is amazing Focus. on so many levels. We are a pro-mascot podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's a scary thing. Do you think he <laughs> smells? Is that the gimmick of a skunk ape? I, I think the name, yes, but he is a germaphobe. So I wonder if he cleans a lot and he makes him smell better. Mm. Oh, I'm Googling it and it appears that Skunk Ape is another name for Florida Bigfoot. Yes. What? So it's like when you have a Sasquatch who is native to a swamp, they are called a Skunk Ape. Yes. <laughs> was not aware of this. Mike's Mike's very factual about this. He's in Louisiana, so he probably has yeah. a few uh, skunk okay. ape. Mike is a swamp ape. Correct. <laughs> skunk, true. Skunk ape. Skunk ape. Uh, That's crazy. This is this is uh, also uh, my personal favorite is the amazing practice social distancing signs at Gatorland, which has a man laying between two uh, alligators that are standing on their hind legs. Um. On the sign, and it's 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 just adorable. It really is cute. I can't lie. So um, is pretty want, even though I've never been to Gatorland. It also is like promoting safety in a very cool way. Like they yeah. figured out how to make all of this very scary stuff absolutely unhinged, and I love it. I love it. I love that they've added a mascot into the mix, like encouraging you to be safe. It's so perfect. They're brilliant. It is amazing on so many levels. Oh, boy, oh, boy. I accidentally quit out of Skype for a hot second, so I got missed like 10 seconds of audio, but I'm back, so we're good. Uh, I'll, just put in, I'll just put in some uh, elevator music, and people will not know the difference. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, man. So, yes, skunk apes. They're, they're, they're a thing. Did, did you know he has rhyming catchphrases? I did not know this. Do you have any of these for us? Check out um, yes, website. I'm looking at the Orlando Weekly story by Dave Plotkin, and he is reporting that in the press release from Gatorland, they said he is insistent that you stay distant. <laughs> oh, boy. And he won't get mean if your hands stay clean. <laughs> um, this picture is so good. <laughs> Yeah, everyone, y'all have to go to this website. It's amazing. I love this. I love that, that like, they figure, you know, Disney has people who are used to working with kids out there promoting safety. This, like, truly turned the park on its side, being like, why don't we do what we're great at, entertaining, <laughs> and then use it to promote safety. Wonderful. It is, ah, oh, it's delicious. Ah, uh, so, let's go back to SeaWorld real quick. Um... Some interesting little bits of news from there is that they began testing uh, Mako and Kraken with guests on – well, not guests, with people on them wearing masks. Um, reportedly, even one of them is the interim CEO in the front oh, row no. on Mako. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. It could be any of us. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so it seems like they're they're testing things out and seeing how – how uh, this could work for the parks. Um, I know a lot of people are like, oh, the masks will fly off, but how would they fly off? I don't know. That's very good news. Um, I I saw somewhere that said Cedar Point would take like six weeks from the time that they like had permission to start running to when they could actually open the park. So the fact that they're cycling coasters at SeaWorld means they could open on a week's notice. Mm -hmm. Uh, You just need to get your uh, team members back. Is the problem? Yeah. Um, although it's a little harder for Cedar Point because the Ohio Agriculture Department let go of all of their uh, ride safety inspectors. I don't know if you knew that, so it's a little hard. 
Which, <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be a little hard for Cedar Point and Kings Island to open. Um, oh, Yeah, exactly. Um, yes, so that's been the news with us. And we have a little bit more time with you, Carly. I don't want to keep you too long. But uh, I know that you went to Tokyo recently. Um, yes, I did. Right before this, actually. Yeah. And Oof. I know Lane and Mike went to Tokyo together about a year ago. So sure did. Oh, yeah. I guess there's some – like, do you have any – like, what, what are some of your highlights from Tokyo? And then I bet you Mike and Lane will jump in and give their favorites. And we'll have a grand old time lady, leading out the podcast with Tokyo. Happy thoughts. Happy thoughts. <laughs> Good thoughts. International uh, travel. I mean, as everyone knows, it's, it's utopia, especially for a Disney fan. And um, because I went in very late December, it's the last Disney park that I went to on vacation. Because I went to Disney World and Disneyland after that before everything shut down, but that was for work. So I was there reporting. I wasn't really around having free time. And like I re- I had two and a half jam-packed days. I did everything. It was my second visit there. So it was kind of like anything I missed the first time I was able to do. I stayed at both hotels. Like I really run and wow. gun it. And it was uh it was incredible. And I find myself more and more nostalgic for that park specifically like once everything ends i'm obviously going to run to disney world uh just based on work and life and interests but i really 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 am itching to plan a trip again back there so what specifically are you looking forward to their park wise can't get in the states go Ooh, uh atmosphere of tokyo disney sea there are um, there's one area that feels like old New York that is very very cool. I love uh, multiple different types of transportation within a Disney park. Are, to me, that feels. Are you talking about the old New York on the left or the old New York <laughs> on the right? On the left. What's on the, on the left. left? Okay, the kind of grimy city kind of feel. I like where like the New York deli is, and then you go yeah. under, and then it it feels like you're under train tracks, which like reminds me of Chicago and New York a lot. Um, I love that part because that's something you can't get elsewhere. Um, I love like seeing all the vehicles moving all around because it's very, I love the kinetic energy of a park because it feels very, uh, very Walt and very like old school Disneyland to me. Yeah. And that's like the best spot when you think of kinetic energy in a Disney park because you're not far from the gondolas. You have the crazy train track thing going and then there's like plenty of other stuff in that little, there's, I think they have streetcars. Yeah, it's just nonstop. And then it's not moving, obviously, but there's like a whole cruise liner. (laughs) Like it's like it's just so there's so much. And I'm also a huge Duffy fan. So having something that can only really be found there makes me want to travel back for it. Mike, I I meant to text you this the other day, but I regret not buying more things with Duffy and his friends. Yes, we messed messed up big time. And I felt like I bought a bunch. Like, I bought a Duffy and a few outfits, but I was like, I could have bought three times this amount of well, stuff. I should have bought one of those books that you had gotten. But oh, I didn't get yeah. Any, I didn't get any figures. I didn't get any Duffies. Or Carly, anything. I bought um, the storybooks that are in English and Japanese that you oh. get paid. I bought them for all my friends with kids. <gasps> so it's like a fun little thing that's easy to pack home in English and Japanese. That's so smart. What and months did you like, go during? March in freezing. Okay. Well, I so I went in December, but it was post. It was pre actual Christmas, post Christmas merch. You know how theme parks like launch everything early, so almost everything was pretty sold out. So there wasn't a lot. Like there was merch, so there wasn't really what I was looking for, which is why I'm I'm itching to get back and buy more, as you also are. We bought some uh, some kind of higher end stuff. Mira Costa has a gift shop, like the Grand Floridian would have a gift shop, mm-hmm. and they have like high-end purses and wallets, like real oh, leather yeah. stuff Ooh, in these bright those. pastel colors. And I was like, "Yeah, Ashley, you're gonna have to get a few of those. This is awesome." <laughs> <laughs> it was what Duffy stuff did you get? I'm dying to know. Uh, I got a I got a regular Duffy in a costume or two, and we got, of course, the Shelly May dangle off the hip purse, the oh, fast pass purse. Because Almost. if you wear that in uh, in Florida, you are stunting on people. Yes. <laughs> like, that's the best park stuff. Oh, sorry. This is my Shelly May purse. I definitely went to Tokyo and got it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's definitely signaling to other fans that you know what's up. Who is your favorite friend of Duffy? 
Oh my God. Um, I love Gelatoni uh, almost more than, I think more than Dr. Yu. Gelatoni is oh, my yeah. Because he's the goofy of the crew, you know what I mean? Like, he's not Mickey, he's not Manny, he's goofy. <laughs> he's an Italian he's, painter cat. Yeah. Um, Goofy's obviously my uh, fab five favorite, but uh, I did go to, oh God, what is it? Cape Cod Cook-Off and I bought a garbage meal just so I could sit and watch a stage <laughs> show to see Gelatoni because they don't have a Gelatoni meet and greet in Japan. That is the level I am at. <laughs> it, was the show in English? Yes or no? No, I know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I like I was sitting at a table across from my husband who's like, I can't believe you're forcing me to do this. And it was just pure gibberish and we ate like sad cold fries and I was full of glee. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. The fries the are really kind of what them. seal it. Is oh. it just like the food was just really bad? Because I always hear good things about the food in Tokyo. It's the park food was okay. I think we had some mm -hmm. stuff that like knocked our socks off and then some things were like, This is kind of cold. Yes, yeah. it's a lot of like cold, like uh, lukewarm carbohydrates. Yeah. In a way. And I agree because a lot of people are like, you got to go there for the food. And a lot of stuff looks fun, but isn't necessarily completely delicious. You're doing it for the gram. The uh, popcorn is yeah. good, though. Like, yeah, popcorn a, that's a, that's is great. A good spot. Excellent. Excellent popcorn. Um, and Jones is good. Yeah. And that third day, like you said, you went two and a half days. The third day is definitely like picking up snacks that you didn't get the first two days. Oh, yeah. I Well, I am very aggressive. So I had an hour. I mean, we do like start to end, map it all out. Like I cram a week of research into two days because even though I say vacation, I'm like, oh, so it's my job. <laughs> um, so there was an hour where my husband went back to the hotel during the park and i was like sorry i gotta go i missed a snack at, at tokyo disney sea so it, i ran out of the hotel got on the monorail took it to disney sea went to the very back of the park to, t to try to get this thing the sea salt manaka it's mm. like um it's like an ice cream sandwich but the the bread of it is this like it's like a seashell and it it's it's very the ice cream is like sea salt it's very sweet it's great and I didn't realize it was seasonal because I ran all the way there. I got there like 20 minutes before they closed and they were like, no. And I'm like, this, the Manaka. And they're like, we don't have this. We haven't Get had this for weeks, crazy lady. Yeah. So uh, I made it all basically from one, the furthest point of one park to the furthest point of the other one and back within an hour in desperate hunt of food and did not, did not succeed. Sadly. But I'll be back. I'll be getting that. I'll be eating everything. Um, I did discover when I was there, because uh, it was my first time going to the uh, Tokyo Disneyland Hotel, that they have basically like a small bodega within <laughs> the hotel. And it's right when you enter what? on the ground floor. Yeah, it's like a tiny 7-Eleven. <laughs> and I think that all the locals know about it because all of like the, uh, like the onigiri or like any food you would grab and take with you in the park, like a rice ball... All of that was gone. <laughs> Probably reasonably, so great... reasonably priced or? Oh, yeah. Normal prices. And I think they have like microwaves and stuff so you can heat stuff up. But truly like a great alternative for if you're a little tired of, you know, standing and eating your third gyoza dog. <laughs> just to head there and grab a snack. Hmm. We sat at that bar one night just by ourselves. And we were like the only people in the lobby and had drinks. And it had so many, like, good Disney 80s lights. Like, it oh. felt like what you wish the contemporary in the 80s was. And, like, the lobby's really tall and pretty. Mm -hmm. That bar is so clutch for, like, quiet adult time. Oh, man. I, I just really, I love it there because when you're as obsessed with these parks as, you know, we are, it, it finally feels like a, a, a bit of something different because you're so familiar with the ins and outs of American parks. It feels so familiar and so different at the same time. And uh, I highly recommend everybody go. That's one of the things I wanted to say uh, since we had you on was like, you are such this wonderful breath of fresh air to theme park fandom. Cause you just found it two or three years ago. And then you're like, everything is amazing guys. Let's do all of this. <laughs> it, it feels like 10 years ago or 15 years ago, we were all getting to this for the first time. So there's just like, it, it just, you make it so exciting to follow this hobby. It's great. Thank you, Carly. Oh, my God. Thank you. Um, I like to think that 
I'm kind of on the extremes where if something is really, really great, I think it deserves being hyped up. And if something is garbage, I'm never going to shut up about how bad it is. <laughs> so uh, I just, you know, I think a lot of people, if they tend to skew negative, they don't balance it out with when these parks do something really exceptional. And I find that to be very important in being both a balanced journalist and a psychopath who is obsessed with this stuff. <laughs> just so fun. Just so fun. And those monorails are nice. Man. Oh, everything. I went during Christmas time and every little Mickey hand had a little Mickey Santa hat. Uh, so how beautiful was the uh, Tokyo Disneyland Main Street glass thing? Did they have trees up? Yeah, they had a tree in the center. Uh, I will mention that I don't celebrate Christmas, so it was a bit lost on me. To me, it's just like, <laughs> cool lights. Like, there's no emotional attachment. But um, that that Main Street, the World Bazaar, is like very, it's very cool because it's indoors, but it doesn't do it for me, honestly. It doesn't, it doesn't hit me the way like a Paris Main Street would. I think just because it is a little too different to strike that chord, personally. With the covers and everything like that. Yeah, it just feels a little indoor mall to me. It is beautiful and it's very well executed, but it's just a little too different from what I crave from Main Street to get that like, oh my God, we're here. When we were there, they were had this like fake tree looking thing and they played this peppy 90 second song that <laughs> felt like 90s Dizzy to me. And I was like, oh, this is wonderful. Like I watched that, that show a few times. Cause it, Mike, you remember that? Yeah, it's my alarm clock, I think. Um, <laughs> the, 30th, the 35th anniversary theme. It's it's happening. It was so peppy. So oh, that was fun. And and everybody was would go less nuts good for it. Like, every time the song would play, everybody would just go insane. Oh, wow. No, they didn't have that when I was there. What a bummer. Yeah, I'm going to miss that. And I want the uh, I want to go see the, the tunnels on the side of Disneyland Paris' Main Street again. That's like... Mm. Before I even go to Hong Kong or Shanghai, it's like I want to go back to those to those fun tunnels, the Discoveryland <laughs> one and the and the Frontierland one on either side of Main Street because those makes, are so cool and they're so private. What makes them fun, Lane? Uh it's it feels so of the time and they're hidden. Like it's an amazing thing that they should have at all the big castle yes. parks because it alleviates the pressure. Like Tokyo. Instead, the main street's kind of tucked forward, so there's almost a second circle that goes around because you can be at Pirates to your left or Monsters, Inc. to your right from Tokyo's main street in, like, 12 steps under a cover. Hmm. Yeah, so, Joe, where the side streets are on, on Magic Kingdom's main street or, like, where there is the one side street, it just goes all the way through. Okay. So it's like a cross, almost. Huh. Like and, yeah. and so we went to like ride pirates in a torrential downpour, but you don't have to go outside to go from Main Street to pirates. Yeah. Okay. Huh. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> but Paris is nothing like that, and that's what I want to go visit. <laughs> Let's go, Lane. When are we going? 23? Oof. That's fine. Well, time doesn't okay. matter anymore, so it could feel like tomorrow. Yeah. I wanted to go this year to Tokyo to do Super Nintendo World, but we all know how Oof. that. We all know how. Yeah, <laughs> I know it'll open. Probably getting Super Nintendo World. It'll be great. I'll just go out to California then. There you go. Are, are you not jazzed about the Big Hero Six Saucer Ride? I'm more jazzed about the um, the Beauty and the Beast Dark Ride. Yeah. That yeah, one. I I saw the exterior of the building because it's so tall you can see it from uh, beyond the construction walls, and it was absolutely stunning. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like my husband was with me and he thought it was an actual building off property, like something that just happened to be nearby. That's how real it looks. Yeah. Damn. That's impressive. Yeah. Better than our, our little beast castle in magic kingdom. Yes. <laughs> just uh, slightly better. Just, just slightly. Oh man. Good times. It's going to be hell out of the place in that park though. Like that park is a little dated. It's uh. It's Magic Kingdom with Epcot walkways. Yeah. It's it's very of a time. Yeah, they it's... did build a little village around it, which is mm-hmm. really cute. So I think that'll help break it up. But it is strange when you're in Toontown to see that architecture. Yeah. Also, like, it's basically in the Honey Hunt line, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like right, like, right up to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that took over the old Autopia they Sweet. have there? 
Speedway? Yeah. No, that was the circle. That was the circle ride. The circle vision. Oh, really? So it was like kind of at the start of Tomorrowland. Mm. Huh. I think. Is that right? So you want to correct me? I, I, no I think it's, I think it might have took that and the Autopia. There's no Autopia there anymore. They don't drive cars. You just take very <laughs> fancy Ubers. Carly, did you take a very fancy Uber over there? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> tell it. Tell the story. Oh my god! We took an Uber from on our way back to the city from the park, and truly, like the type of vehicle that Rihanna would get showed up. No joke. It was like a like a tall sprinter van type of thing, and it had these seats that were complete like lazy boys. And they like my husband leaned all the way back and was laying down. It was like this is tight. It was crazy. It was just through Uber. It was crazy. Yeah, we had that experience going to the parks from a nicer hotel in the city. And you get this full-on white glove treatment. Like, it's us in travel clothes in the rain, clearly going to the park. But they just like, thank you, Mr. and Mrs. Nichols. Here's your bag. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's, it's the best. The best. And then oh no one's God. on the road. So, so they're just flying. And you're, like, checking out all the sites. Like, oh, there's a Space Needle. This is great. Oh my God! Oh, I, it's truly a wonderful, a wonderful, wonderful city that um, I it like has spoiled me for traveling elsewhere. <laughs> yes. Uh, anything else? You know what? Well, one last question. We'll lead out with another uh, positive before uh, we all go back and turn on the TVs and watch KBO baseball and. Look at the terrible news that happens every five minutes. Uh, go Dinos. Uh, go Dinos. Yes, go uh, NC Dinos. Um, what, what's the one thing that we're looking forward to the most from the domestic parks when they reopen? Um, and, and it can be a local park. It could be SeaWorld, Universal, Disney, whomever. Um, you know, like, what, what are we looking forward to? Cause for me, it changes it daily, it feels like. But uh, Carly, do you have a... An, a a thing you're looking forward to? Yeah, you know, it changes daily for me too, especially because one of the things I'm most looking forward to is seeing other people while I'm there. So I get these like flashes of memories where I'm like, oh, like I can't wait to hug someone in Epcot. Like just doesn't matter what I'm doing. Just like seeing a friend in Epcot means everything's okay. Uh, But my favorite ride is Space Mountain at Disney World. So I feel like I feel like I'm going to hold it together until I'm there. And once I'm on Space Mountain, it'll just blow my mind. But the thing I'm worried about is that will I be so confused by the time and how it's passed in the past few months? So when I get there, it'll just feel like, oh, like everything's normal again. And I'll just, you know, click right in and it won't feel as poignant as I assume it might. Hmm. It's probably going to be like one of those just regular. This is something that makes me happy and I can live with other things things. And like yeah. right now, because it's taken away, you're like, man, I, I just want to do it. And it's one of those things that helps you reset and helps you kind of just be happy and we'll get it back and it, it'll go a long way. Yeah. Generally, though, I do keep coming back to Main Street. I think just being on Main Street, like with the music, with because no matter what they're doing, social distancing wise or anything or virtual queue or like any of the many things that have been floating around, like standing on Main Street will be it. That just, you know, you're back. You're back. Mm-hmm. Uh, How about you guys? Yeah, Mike. What's you, what's the one thing you're looking forward to? Halloween Horror Nights yeah, announcements. Was... <laughs> oh, announcements! <laughs> Doesn't actually care about the event. It's the announcements that matter. Yeah. Well, the announcements will come first, in theory. Well, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> Who I knows? Mean, how do you think they're gonna do it? They're just gonna do it. Like the event or the announcements? The oh, the event. Oh, the event? I think they're still figuring that out, and I think it'll depend on how things, like, go all the way up to, like... I think the next, like, month or two are going to be really defining of how the event rolls forward. Um, But so far, it looks like they're going like they normally would. You know, the same amount of houses, all that stuff. I just... That's kind of what I've been hearing. But, you know, it'll... Of course, then it'll change, like, one meeting in the middle of June. They'll be like, okay... This is it. We're only going to be doing one-day tickets, everyone. <laughs> you know? And then that, that that's how that'll change. Yeah. I feel like they do have a unique advantage in that they build everything in. So they can kind of build in maybe – I know those those walkways are so tight, but maybe they could adjust the scares 
in a way where you'd be separated. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like when someone brought up like what happens if just all the scares were, you know, like, you know, when you go to a spirit Halloween, you have the hydraulic ghost on a stick <laughs> kind of thing. Like if yes. everything was just like robo, <laughs> robo scares or something like that. Yeah. Um, one of my personal favorites was, uh, you know, like all the scare actors just like sitting on a bench and you're walking by like socially distanced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. Like, there's Baba Duke on a bench. Um, <laughs> uh, not my joke. I had to steal that from someone else. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, I, I, I guess uh, we'll know more later, but I just don't know necessarily right now. Um, Lane, what are you looking forward to? Uh, my first answer would have been that anxious, excited feeling headed to the airport to go on an international trip, and then I changed my mind. It's that silly first day on a cruise uh, where they introduce your family, you get to run in, and you get to head to the buffet, and I, I, I love that feeling. That's that's what I would like to do. It's the Nichols family from Smyrna, Georgia. <laughs> that's what I'm looking forward to, so... Maybe 2021, I can get on one of those boats again. Mm. Get excited. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about, uh, just recently, Big Fire again. Oh. Because that's, ah. that's all I do now is think about Big Fire. But um, I, I just recently just, again, had my craving for those mussels there that are so delicious. Um, eh. I'm, I'm pretty – oh, you're quite about, quite about your judgmental eh, about mussels. They're good mussels. They never did anything, body. But yeah, no, that's kind of my thing. It's just like, I think that was kind of one of them. I had Hagrid was another one. Um, Because Hagrid's amazing. Um, And then what else? And then at Disney, um, I had one at Disney recently, but I forgot what it was. I think it was like the avocado margarita at Epcot. I think you said it was LeFou's Brew. No, it's not LeFou's Brew. (laughs) It's definitely not LeFou's Brew. I'm pretty sure you said that. I'm pretty sure I didn't. Very vividly. It is crazy. There are people out there who are looking forward to... There's got to be someone for everything. Yeah. Yes. Because everything exists. And it has a fan. I can't believe it. Like, some of the stuff people are looking forward to... I mean, some people like Disney Springs. Go figure. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) We were were doing well, Mike. You guys bonded over Gelatoni. Italian painter cat. You'll, said, you'll never know the joy of splitting a tiny amaretto cake with your friends because it's glorious. <laughs> um, I could talk him into going to Boathouse. I'm fine with this. You can do Boathouse. It's possible, yeah. It's very likely. Boathouse um, and Jocks. Jocks is, Jocks is just fine. It's, it's fine. Scottish Professor is pretty good. I like Scottish Professor. It's delicious. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I, I, I think I had that one. It was good. Yeah. All righty. Uh, thank you, Carly, for joining us on this thank podcast you, you, episode. It's been a blast talking to you. Um, where can uh, the good folks find you, uh, your writing, find your witty tweets, et cetera, et cetera, at? Oh, you can find me um, spending all of my time on the internet um, because my name is spelled the way it is. I My handle is Carly Wiesel on Twitter and on Instagram. You can uh, find my Facebook group, on facebook i don't even remember the title of it because it's insane it's like the carly wiesel fun time virtual hangout club i believe <laughs> or if you want to read some of my work uh head to carly and i put the the more the bigger the more robust stories up there nice uh yeah i've always enjoyed i, I really enjoy your writing um you started popping up all uh, in my feed a lot back with the star wars galaxy's edge stuff um, oh yeah, yeah, that was really cool. We got to go in before um, really many details had been announced, so it was awesome to kind of get that first look and then share it with everyone. Nice, uh, Mike. Where can people find? Well, actually, you're you're private, aren't you? Still, you will not find me at Disney Springs, but you will find me at Voodoo <laughs> Donuts, enjoying a very flavorful Captain O'Captain or a H Ten Tribute Donut. What and are those? In 2022, you will. Uh, so the first one is the one with Captain Crunch on it, mm-hmm. and then the other one varies year to year. Um, I also like the um, the Dreamsicle one. That that's the Dreamsicle the, one. Oh. Yeah, that's the uh, Universal one, right? Yeah. yeah. Ah. Yeah. Lane, where can people find you at? I don't know. It's not that important. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Lane Nichols on the Twitter. G Lane Nichols on the Insta. Uh, trying to hang out with Mike whenever it's acceptable. Uh, stuck at home. Maybe going to Florida sometime. That's it. Awesome. Well, you can find all of us at Parkscope.net. You can find us at Parkscope on Twitter. I'm at Parkscope Joe on Twitter. Uh, we have all of our nice, fun writing stuff happening. Um, in a week, we're going uh, to upload our one-year anniversary Star Wars Galaxy's Edge podcast. And I'm also using this as the impetus to finally finish my giant <laughs> post on Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which I've been trying to write since October. Because Oof. I'm... I'm an insane madman, and I'm like, I need to talk about everything. And then it just becomes daunting, and I don't write anything. So it's a terrible, terrible, terrible uh, circle of hate. Anyways, uh, (laughs) Mike, you know what to do? Love everybody, hate everything, Kungaloosh! Kungaloosh!